This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching at this time, especially if you may be watching for the first time. Now today on our telecast, we're going to discuss this subject, faith to see you through. I hope that you'll stay tuned. I know you're going to profit from it. Now today on our telecast, we're offering a free Bible correspondence course. I'd like to emphasize that the course is free. I know people say, well, no, it couldn't be free because no one offers anything free on television. This is, and we want you to have it. You say, well, why? Because it will help you in understanding more about the Bible. Sometimes people are like the Ethiopian eunuch when they study the Bible. They said, I need somebody to help me. I need somebody to guide me. And all this course is is just a a guide in the study of your Bible to help you understand it. We want you to have it, and we want to pause now for just a moment so you can learn a little bit more about the course, so you can learn how to receive it. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. want to read now from Hebrews, the 11th chapter, beginning in verse 23. By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. It's very profitable to study the lives of some of the great women and men in the Bible. For example, it's profitable in studying about Eve the first woman, the first wife, the first mother, the, the first woman, the person to go into sin. But there's a great deal of profit in studying about her. 
the mother of all living. There's profit in studying the life of the man named Abraham, a man who was a man of faith, and a man who is described as being the friend of God. There's great profit and great benefit in studying the life of Joseph, a young man who was the son of Jacob, sold into uh, slavery uh, by his brothers because of their envy. But Joseph, while in Egypt, was able to rise to the top and he became the governor of the land, and eventually was he able to save the lives of his own people. There is a great prophet in studying the life of Daniel, a young man who along with his three Hebrew friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that was their, those were their Babylonian names, that they, they were in a heathen land, and Daniel believed in a God who could who saved him from the mouth of the lion. And his three friends believed in God, who saved them from the fire. Oh, there's great profit in studying about Daniel and his friends. There's great profit in studying about David, a man who at times seemed to be the worst of men. At times he seemed to be the very best. But he's also described in the Bible as being a man after God's own heart. But there is so much profit in studying about Moses. Moses' life was one that was lived by faith. Uh, Hebrews writer says, by faith Moses. You see, it was his faith that was able to get him through some of the rough places in his life. By faith, Moses. You and I are surrounded today by people of faith who were survivors. The, the cha 12th chapter of Hebrews begins, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and, every, and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I am persuaded that that great crowd of, cloud of witnesses has reference uh, to the great people of faith that are mentioned back in chapter 11. Chapter 11 is a great chapter about faith. And the opening sentence of chapter 11 gives us a definition of faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then there are listed in this great chapter examples of faith. For instance, in, chapter, in verse 4 of chapter 11, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Verse 5, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. In verse 7, By faith Noah, 
being divinely warned of things not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. All of these were people of faith. Verse 8, Abraham, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he should receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. You see, all of these are examples of great faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. But then there is the faith of Moses. Notice in verse 24 here in chapter 11, By faith Moses, when he was come to years, or when he came to age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And the example of Moses is a great example for people today. Let me ask you a question, a personal question. What do you do when hard times come your way? Well, what do you do when you lose your job? Well, what do you do when the doctor gives you some bad news? Well, what do you do when, when criticism stings like a snake biting you? Well, what do you do when your home life seems to be tumbling down around you. Well, what do you do when you have one of your children that, that disappoints you? Well, what do you do when someone that you love dies? Well, what do you do when through no fault of your own you lose all of your material blessings. Well, maybe in a tornado. Maybe in a tsunami. Maybe in a hurricane. Every earthly thing you ever owned is destroyed. How do you respond when hard times come? Well, what do you do when, when difficult days come into your life? Do you just fall apart? Some people do. Or do you bounce back? You can. And the difference between the one who falls apart and the one who is able to bounce back is found in the life of Moses. What was the, the secret of his life? I want you to think about his life for just a moment. Do you remember the story in the Old Testament in the book of Exodus about Moses as a little baby? 
And when he was born, his mother hid him. We're told here in verse 23 of Hebrews 11 that when he was born, he was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child. Now, why did they, why did they hide their son? Because Pharaoh wanted him killed. So his mother made a little boat out of bulrushes and she hid him in the river. His sister Miriam was not far away watching over her little brother. And Pharaoh's daughter comes down to the water to bathe. And she sees the child and she wants to take the child back home with her and raise him as her son. And his sister Miriam steps up and says, would you like for me to get a a, a nursemaid for this child? And she went and got Moses' own mother. Can't you see the providence of God working in the life of Moses? And Moses was reared in the court of Pharaoh. But he was reared in the court of Pharaoh under the careful teaching of his own Hebrew mother. There came an occasion when Moses saw one of the Egyptians mistreating one of his own people, one of the Hebrews. And he killed the Egyptian. As a result of that, Moses fled the land. Next in the third chapter of Exodus, we find Moses tending the flocks of Jethro, who was his father-in-law. It was while he was tending these flocks that God appeared to Moses in a bush that burned, and yet the bush was not consumed. And he heard God speaking to him out of the midst of that bush, Moses, Moses, to take off the shoes from off your feet because that the ground you're standing on is, is holy ground. And he said, I want you to go back to Egypt. And I want you to appear before Pharaoh. He said, now, if I go back and they ask me who sent you, what am I to say? And he said, tell them that I am sent you. He said, I am the God of Abraham and I am the God of Jacob and I am the God of Isaac. You tell them that the I am sent you. Moses appeared before Pharaoh, his brother Aaron was with him to be a spokesman for Moses. And they delivered the speech that God had given to them. That speak is, speech is recorded in the fifth chapter of Exodus, verse 1. Very short speech. Let my people go. But Pharaoh refused to let him go. And of course, it was not until God brought some plagues on the land but he let the people go. And then finally, after they let the people go, the children of Israel came down to the Red Sea. And they were about to cross that sea, but Pharaoh sent his army in pursuit to bring them back. For after all, now who would be their slaves? They just let all of the slaves go. Who would do all of the work? God used the rod of Moses to part the waters of that Red Sea, and the children of Israel walked across on dry ground. But Pharaoh's army went in after them, 
right into the midst of the sea. But that's where they met their Waterloo. They perished in the midst of the sea. And that put an end to that part of their history that is known as the Egyptian bondage of the children of Israel. And they came to the foot of old Mount Sinai. And that's where Moses received the Ten Commandments. And they began, he began to lead the people to the land of promise. It took 40 years. Can you imagine all that Moses endured in his life? Even up to this point of where he's beginning that journey to, to the land of Canaan. And then can you imagine how he was able to endure the murmuring, the complaining, yea, even the burden of leadership in leading God's people to the land of promise? How did he endure? How did he endure in Egypt? Well, I want you to notice the 27th verse of the 11th chapter of Hebrews. Here is the secret of Moses' endurance. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. You see, Moses had a deep and an abiding faith in an invisible God. He knew God. Why in Exodus 33 and verse 11, he knew him face to face. He knew God. You know, people today, generally speaking, cannot believe in something unless they see it. And they'll, they'll make statements like, well, I just can't believe that until I see it. But faith, real faith, genuine faith, is believing in what you cannot see. That's really the definition of faith here in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Let me read it to you again. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith, real faith, genuine faith, comforting faith, surviving faith, saving faith is believing in the reality of what you cannot see. But our faith in the reality of what we cannot see is based on certain evidence or testimony. And in our case, it is based upon the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the Word of God. And it was Moses' faith in a God that he could not see that got him through the hard time. I'm speaking to people right now who are going through hard times. Some are going through times that they thought they would never, ever experience in their life. And you may be wondering, how am I going to make it? 
Will I ever see light at the end of the tunnel? Will it ever be better? Will I be able to go to bed at night and get a good night's rest without, without tossing and turning and worrying about what's going to be on the morrow? How am I going to make it? And may I suggest to you that faith in God will see us through the hard times. Listen to Hebrews 11 and 27 again. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Listen to Psalms chapter 27 and verse 13. I had fainted. I had fainted. That simply means I lost heart. I, I got to the point I was ready to, to give up. I had fainted. I would given up. Unless I had believed. It is our faith that will get us through the hard times. In Isaiah the 40th chapter and verse 31, which is my favorite Old Testament verse, there Isaiah said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. That they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall run and not faint. An inscription was found in a cave of hunted refugees from the Nazi terror. This was the inscription that was found. I believe in the dawn, though it be dark. I believe in God, even though he be silent. And we can believe in God, even though he be not seen. That's what faith is all about. And faith will enable us to do certain things. Well, for example, faith will enable us to endure the suffering of this world rather than to be at ease in this world. Look at verse 25. This is Moses' faith and what it did for him. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. In Romans 8 and verse 18, Paul said, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. You see, that's what faith will enable you to do. If we were to compare the worst thing that happens to us right now with the best thing that will ever happen to us in the life to come, if we are God's people, His child, there's just not any comparison. That's what faith will do. Faith will enable you to suffer affliction right now for the and rather than to enjoy and to be at ease and conform to this old world. So something else it will, will, faith will do for you. It will enable you to endure discomfort for the rest that is to come. 
He talks here about suffering affliction rather than enjoy pleasures of sin. There is pleasure in sin. And, but you see, faith will enable you to take the long-range look at things. Over in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, beginning in about the 16th verse of that chapter, I want you to listen to what the apostle wrote. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, we are bad about looking at things that are seen, you know, but at the things which are not seen, the invisible things. For the things which are seen are temporary. The things which are not seen are eternal. You see, faith will enable us to look beyond this world and to look beyond the seen things of life to the life that is to come. And another thing we learn about faith from the life of Moses is that if you have a lot of faith, you're not going to allow criticism or scorn or reproach to stop you. Listen to it. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Why, if we were to compare the best this old world has to offer with the blessings that are laid up in heaven for those who are Christians, there is no comparison. Faith believes in the heavenly reward and that is superior to our earthly riches. And so faith enables us to endure in the rough, tough things of life. It will carry us through every tough time, every rough spot, every disappointment, every heartache that we will ever experience in life. And the way that you can do that is by coming to Christ. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Would you believe in him with all of your heart? John 8, 24. Would you repent of your sins? Luke 13, 3. Would you confess your faith in him? Matthew 10, 32 and 33. Would you be baptized into him for the remission of your sins? Acts 2, 38. Live a faithful Christian life, Revelation 2.10. And regardless of what comes your way, you can say, I am His. I want to thank you for watching today. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, 
Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.